0: Welcome. You're about to hear an inspirational message by David Entry. May your faith increase and your heart be stirred towards God as you listen to this life-transforming message. Press subscribe so you're the first to know when the messages are released. Blessed are your ears for the things they hear. Hallelujah. It's a blessing to be in the house of God. The psalmist said, I long to be in your presence with your people singing praises. I long to be in your presence with your people singing praises. I I love to stand and rejoice. Raise my hands and praise my God. I love to be in your presence with your people singing praises. Hallelujah. Well, Let's get into some scriptures. So, in, what's the mystery of Christ? What's the mystery of God? Christ. What are the two great mysteries? Christ. Christ and the church. Christ and the church. The church is a mystery. You can't understand it. So if you are not unveiled, if your face is not unveiled, you talk about the church anyhow. Until you are unveiled, you will, you can never understand what it means, what the church is about and what the church means. And you can never know Christ. <coughs> Anytime... I think last year, somewhere last year, I was preaching and I said something that anytime you know Christ, you can claim to know Christ, and that's the end. Knowing Christ is not the end. That's an interesting statement. Knowing Christ is not the end. In Matthew chapter 16. Jesus asked them, Who do men say I am? And they said, Some say you are this, John the Baptist, they say, And they said, Who do you say I am? And Peter, Simon, Peter said, verse 16, Matthew 16, 16, Thou art Christ, the Son of the Living God. And Jesus responded to him, and he says, That flesh and blood has watched Jesus answered, Oh man, please, Lord, help me. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you. <laughs> You yeah, are walking around and blessed and blessed. What's your revelation? Wow. You have information you think is a blessing. Yeah. That's the difference between information and revelation. Yeah. Information is in the mind, revelation is in the heart. Wow. You can get information through education. But revelation only comes when the veil is taken yeah. <laughs> You can't have revelation without the veil being taken off. Reveal, revelation, to reveal, to unveil. When something is uncovered, like some of you, if I take off your wig, then we can see. Then we can see your real hair. I think we should do some experiments. <laughs> is is that your hair or is a wig? If both, of, both of the two, any of them or something like that. It's a mystery. It's not real. <laughs> So, once it's taken off, once it's taken off, then we can see the real hair under the head. <laughs> once it's taken off. <laughs> so, it is unveiled. You are claiming I'm blessed. You can't claim blessing if you don't have revelation. The things that are happening in my life that are amazing. is based on revelation. I don't give based on information. I give based on revelation. And I'm blessed because of my revelation. And when you are blessed, it shows. But when you have revelation, you operate by the revelation. And sometimes people really don't understand. They are operating by information, and you are operating by revelation based on the unveiling. A cover has been taken off, and now you can see. Hallelujah. Yeah. So Jesus said to Peter that blessed are you, Simon by Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. There are some things no human being can. It to you. I can teach and teach and teach you, but I can't reveal some things to you. That's why we always have to pray for the Holy Spirit. Yes. He is the teacher, he is the revealer. Yes. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you by my father in heaven. Then he says, and also I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. Did you see that he started talking about the church? (coughs) When you you chase Jesus and you get close to Jesus, when you find Jesus, you discover the church. This church thing is deeper than people think. Think about it. Why is it deep? Because church means God has put himself into man. And the two have become one entity. So you can never have church without God and you can never have church without man. It can never happen that there's church and it's only God. No. God alone can make church, man alone can make church. It's the two entity and that is why it is God's masterpiece. Because this this creation has he himself inside it. Why is it not a masterpiece? All the other ones are creations, standalone creations. But this one is created creation and I put himself into creation and form a new entity called the church or another name, one new man. Yesterday I told you. One new man. The church is one new man. The church is a new creation, is the masterpiece. The Greek word translated as workmanship. Or masterpiece is poem. No, I'm sorry. No poem. is shepherd. I'm sorry. It's po- um, poem. That is where you get the word poem from. So somebody, yeah, it's, it's a special creation, an artistic invention. It requires a lot of skill. So having church is not just people coming and gathering and clapping your hands. God, that's why Christ has to come and die. And it's a long process. Right from Adam, God started preparing the church. And Christ came, the main reason why Christ came is so that he can have a church. That's why. He said he gave himself for the church. That's why he came. Hmm. What do you mean? To save people. For what? For what? You go on the mountain, some people are stranded. They are they are stranded. They went there and they are stranded. It's snowing, and you go and remove them from where they are stranded and leave them some other place where they don't have anywhere to go. What's point then? Do you, you get what I'm trying to say? You re, 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 you rescue people for purpose so they can continue something. He didn't come and just save us and leave us saved. No. Didn't you read that you are bought with a price, so do what? Glorify God in your body. And that means that your purchasing is not the end. You are purchased for a purpose. He just didn't purchase you. I mean, how would you go and just buy nice shoes and then you finish buying the shoe and then it's in your house, that's it. No, you bought it to use it. God bought you for a purpose. Why would he have bought you? Because he's planning about a church. And the church is made... Aye! The church is made up of... It's a composition of redeemed people. How do you get them redeemed? Die for them. So he came and died for us so he can redeem us. And we are a community of the redeemed. So the church is a whole new community of the redeemed, made up of men and women, different races, different backgrounds, different genders, and, uh, no, um, different statuses, rich, poor, slave, master, Employer, employee, mother, father, daughter, son, everybody's part of. It. So once you are redeemed, you are part of. It. And it's a glorious it's, it's, it's there's a there's a term. It's gloriously heterogeneous. You know what was there, something is heterogeneous? Heterosexual. heterosexual. What's, it, what's the meaning of heterosexual? Same. I didn't say metro. Hetero. Hetero. What is the meaning of hetero? No, it's not opposite. Hetero. Huh? Is it the same? They have have bullied your mind. So even the words, you don't, the original English meanings, you can't find it. And you are thinking about straight. What's straight? What what is straight? Is it not straight? (laughs) Hetero. 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 C- don't you have a dictionary on your phone or something? Some of you are not. Uh, what? You guys are slow. No, some people have service. Or oh, some of the phones you should have a dictionary that doesn't need on uh, internet. What does it say? Huh? Different. Hetero is different. Oh. It's, it's not a proper dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Heterogeneous. Other. So heterogeneous. Diverse. Huh? Uh-huh. Read it louder. Diverse in character or context. Heter- what's the meaning of heterogeneous? Diverse in character or context. So it is diverse in its character and content. The church is heterogeneous. Yeah. heterogeneous diverse in so look look at some of you are fat some of you are slim <laughs> 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 some of you have long hair some of you have short hair some of you have dyed hair some of you have no hair some of, i mean different you know some of us are from Certain backgrounds, people are always fighting. Some have peaceful background. Some have some backgrounds where families, mother is not together. Others have families where father and father are together. I have families where it's only an only child, a family with about 10 children. <laughs> you know, very diverse. The church is the most diverse community on earth. Wow. Very diverse, and yet it's so gloriously diverse. You are talking about diversity. Look at the church. If they want to know example of diversity, look at the church. The church is okay, heterogeneous, diverse in character. Did you get from dictionary or just tapped it? Do you have to think about before before answering that question? <laughs> so, it's diverse in character and in content. The church is gloriously do you know what I mean by glorious? When you look at it, it's so diverse but it's so beautiful gloriously magnificently heterogeneous gloriously heterogeneous that's the church so he didn't just save us to leave us no Whoever goes to buy something at the shop and leave it at the door? (laughs) Whoever goes to buy something? And listen, This what is so funny is you paid an arm and a leg for it. It's so expensive that you have to pay with your own blood. Precious blood. We have been purchased by the... Precious blood. First Peter chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. Amazing. If you call on Father, according to verse 18, knowing that you were not redeemed. Oh, Jesus. You are not redeemed by corruptible things like silver and gold. Not that silver and gold will perish. Silver and gold. Silver and gold. Silver and gold are the most the highest of human possessions. It's not oil. So rich real rich people have gold bars. The royal family has so much gold. Gold bars. It never ran out. For, since uh, times of antiquity. Human in human history, gold and diamond or silver have always been the cream of possessions. That's why the proverb says that wisdom is more precious than silver. silver or because the highest of human possession is gold or silver. That's why when Jesus was born, they brought gold for us. He said, gold, gold is like, so in, even in the heavenly Jerusalem, he said, the street is street of gold. Because nothing is better than gold in human terms. And yet he says that they are still perishable things. Gold. What? Uh, can you eat it? You can't eat it. So it says that you are not redeemed by perishable things like silver or gold from your vain and aimless conduct uh, 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 conduct received by tradition of your father. So your lifestyle, that your aimless and useless lifestyle. Wow. Jesus redeemed you from it. And he didn't, didn't have to buy, redeem you with gold or silver. But what did he use to buy us? Look at verse 19. But, with... Yay, yes. <laughs> hey. yes. but with... And he used the word precious blood of Christ. Precious. Jesus paid so much for your life. Why would he pay and leave you somewhere? Wow. No. So he redeemed you. To redeem means that you have been money have been paid to buy you back. That's what redemption means. To redeem means to buy back. Have you, they know about um, and is it uh, um, brokers? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so pawnbrokers, you are so maybe you are hard up. You really need some money urgently for something. You don't have money and then you take your jewelry, get to the pawn brokers, and then they value it, and then they give you money for it. So, but later on, they will they will be selling it. If you want it back, you can go and pay money and get it back. You pay a higher price yeah, and get it back. So, Christ, that's so that's what it means to redeem. To redeem is a commercial term. Something that originally belong to you, you lost it. And then you go and pay money to get it back. So Jesus had to pay with his blood. It says, you are not redeemed. Verse 18. Redeemed. Say redeemed. redeemed. It's such a powerful term. So when a church calls themselves redeemed Christian church of God, it is a strong meaning. But the only thing is that I don't know church that is not Christian. Even church is a redeemed community. So if you say church of God, it's the same as redeemed church of God. Yeah. It's the same as redeemed Christian. I mean, every church is Christian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. And anyone in the church is redeemed. But still, it's nice. Let's combine it all. And it's so long, so you have to do the RCCG. With the dove. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, I I need you to be well educated, well informed, and enlightened about the word redeem. We are redeemed of the Lord. He came through and pulled us, bought us, and collected us back. Mm. For what? Because he he has an agenda for getting us. So he came, he called you, he shanked you, you, he called you, he called you, put us together as his house. As his church, as his people. And guess what? This is so nice. When he called her, then he put himself into us. And he made us all one unit, one gloriously heterogeneous unit. Wow. And so for his agenda and his purpose. So anytime you go closer to Christ, when you say, Oh, I've discovered Jesus. Oh, Jesus, what can I do for you? I love you, Jesus. The more you are saying, I know Jesus, the more he is beginning to show you church. is that what we read in Matthew chapter 16? Yes. Who do men say I am? You are the son of the living God. He said, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this. I tell you, you are the, you are, you are a, a p- Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. That means it's a known deal that is about to build a church. He said, Peter, You are Christ. Christ said, you now discover me. Let me also tell you about the church. Then it starts to say, and upon this world, I'll build my church. Verse 18. Upon this world, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That means that, watch this, at the inception of the church, the church is built into battle. Wow. 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 Wow! As soon as the church is born, hell is now. Anytime church shows up, hell is looking to attack. But, watch this watch this. He didn't say the sword of hell. It's the gate. Gate is used for what? Defense. So as soon as the church shows up, Satan wants to prevent us, stop us. He he doesn't want us to come into a certain territory. But Jesus said, the gate of hell cannot prevail. Wherever we have to go, we are going. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. So that means that that means that as soon as that you, you are part of the church, you are supposed to start making progress forward. Not When I say program, I'm not talking about financial progress. All those things God takes care of you, isn't it? I'm talking about expanding the church. Outreach. We are going to territories. In Some of, some of you in certain schools, you have to take over. The gate of hell cannot prevail against us. The gate of hell cannot prevail against us. Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gate of hell hell is trying to block you from going further but I said his gates will not work when we get there we just it's like bulldozer we keep going yes. Satan cannot stop us hell cannot resist us hell cannot stop us hell cannot resist us hell cannot, yes. us. Hell cannot yes. limit us the gate of hell cannot prevail against the church shout hallelujah please be seated Upon this rock will I build my church. And the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. And I tell you, you are Peter. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. See, the church start, starts to describe the job of the church. The things the church can do. The church allows something it can be allowed. The church disallowed some things. It, it should not be allowed. Heaven is waiting for the church to act to determine what heaven will do. That's what he's trying to say here. You determine what heaven will do on earth. Whatever, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. You are operating on earth, but it's having impact in heaven. Heaven can act if the church doesn't act. But I keep the point here is that Peter by revelation discovered Jesus. And as soon as he discovered Jesus, he began, Jesus began to tell him about the church. You, are, you, are, you claim you know Jesus so much and you are so useless in the church. Wow. Wow. You don't know Jesus. Because if you know Jesus, the more you know him, the more you do church work. More churchy you are. Oh, I found Jesus! I found Jesus! If it's true, Jesus will always be showing you the church. When he resurrected from the dead, and just before he left the disciples, in John chapter 20, verse 17, he, they were eating, and then he asked, uh, No, no, John 21, I'm sorry, verse 16. John 21, verse 16. He said, Peter, do you love me more than this? And again, he said, Simon, do you love me more than this? And he said, Yes, you know I love you. He said, Then tend my sheep. You see that I told you that feed a pastor is supposed to be feeding their flock. Feed. Tend my sheep. He said, Simon, do you love me more than this? And Peter was grief because Jesus asked him to tell that, do you love me more than this? And he said, Lord, you know, you know all this. And he said that and you know I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep the sheep of Jesus? is the flock. The church. You love Jesus, it will show you your attitude towards the church. You always anything easily upsets you and offends you in church. You don't love Jesus. Because what Jesus loves is the church. He loved the church and gave himself for the church. (laughs) So this is an acid test. Some of you, you see, some of you You don't have to know too much. Some people, you hang around them or you talk to them, you can tell. They make noise about how they they think, oh, they love God, they love God. But as you listen to them, you can tell they don't love God. How? Because they don't know you know what it means to love God. So you are watching them and they are telling, oh, you know me, I will do anything for God. But all these people, you are watching them. This is someone who loves God. No, no, no. This person is deceived. You know there are times where you would think you are doing God justice, but you are rather doing it, working against the work of God. Paul Paul, Paul describes himself. He says that I persecuted the church. I persecuted the church without measure, in Philippians chapter um, three. Um, no. Right, let's leave the Philippians because Philippians chapter 3 was trying to talk rather is, 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 is a Jew amongst Jew of Jews from verse 2 or something like that. Philippians 2, 3 says, beware of the... No... Philippians 3. Okay, the next one. It says that beware of the circumcision. Okay, rejoice in Christ. Have no confidence in the flesh. The verse 4 it says that though I might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone, if anyone thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. Why is he saying, if someone thinks that there are things he can boast about, I can't even boast more. The next one, look at the next one. Circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee. Look at it, concerning persecuting the church. Concerning righteousness, which is of the law, I'm blameless. Everything that Jews should do, I do better. When it comes to the church, me, concerning the church, I was persecuting the church. So today, if I'm preaching the church, you can't tell me that I don't know what I'm doing. Because I was the one who was killing the church. Yeah. I was killing the church. In Second Corinthians chapter 11, um, yeah, somewhere there, between verses 1 and 10, it talks about how he was really troubling the church. If he wants to boost, but somewhere. Said, if you want to boost, I can't. I can't things I've done against the church. I've done so much against the church. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter eleven, what does verse eight say? No, no, not this one. Um I think it's let, verse, how about verse 18 or somewhere there. In the letter see the uh, somewhere there. You should be, should be reading through. And, but he was he was causing In fact, John chapter 16 verse 2, very powerful thing Jesus said. Jesus said that time is coming when people are killing you, they think they are doing God's service. Yeah. <coughs> Have you seen it? It says that they will put you out of the synagogues. Yes. The time is coming that whoever kills you will think they are offering God's service. <laughs> So you can be, people can be thinking, oh me, I love God, I love God, but rather attacking God. Mm. The only way you can know a love for God is genuine and spiritual. And it is really the true biblical love of God is when it's it is manifested in doing the church work. It's not crying and kneeling down and screaming. That one is good, but it really does not mean so much. Because maybe you are just a music lover. Maybe you are just your music fan. You really love music. Every time you hear some good music, like Oh Luba Toby, oh, uh, it doesn't mean you love laugh God. <laughs> you know, some songs are so nice; they cut deep. That's why we shouldn't give on due credit to musicians. Songs don't mean you love God. Songs can't make you a lover of God. It's your discovery of Christ. It's when the veil is taking off. So we have to look for people who help us take the veil off. When the veil is taking off and you, your emotions are engaged, then it's genuine, it's flowing. But your emotions are so engaged, but the veil is on. That's why after the worship, you haven't changed. Nothing has really changed. Nothing. Nothing has really changed. After the worship, you go continue your normal life. Nothing. But if you come, if you, if you are in love with God, something changes. You get up and you have given up something. Somebody really upsets you and you want to go and deal with it. You get up, say, "I don't care. I just feel God has touched me. It doesn't matter. Oh, God is great." Yeah. But when you know Jesus, you do His work. I am here, away from my comfort, because I'm building the church. Wow. This is the little I can do to express my love for Him. Thank you. <laughs> And, like, I and, I and yet, please wait. And yet, it feels so nothing for me because I even want to do more for God. I'm looking for opportunity to do more. So if I start asking for money, he has to reduce what I'm doing because he may not be able to pay me that much. But I said, God, please, 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 not take the privilege of serving you and building the church for me. That's all I want to live for. Wow. That's why I'm alive. So if I can do that, I don't need anyone to uh, uh, applaud me. Why must I be applauded for doing God's work? If I'm a genuinely grateful person for what he has done for me. You don't know Jesus. Jesus. If you knew him, you would do God's work. If you knew him, you build the church. That's why somebody like Paul, he said, woe is me if I preach not the God. He said, necessity I don't have a choice. That's why I'm alive. As soon as I stop doing it, I'm making myself irrelevant in life. Yes, do the work. So it's our Souls So it's our parishing. Do their work. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. So, it is so important to understand that this whole thing is about revelations. Somebody say revelation. Revelation. Say revelation. revelation. You should desire that God that I might know you. That I might know you. So as we're discussing in Ephesians chapter three, Paul said Paul said that there are so many things that I could I could talk about, but I've said so much about the mystery of God if you have read about the things I wrote I wrote before. So how it was by revelation. Say by revelation. Ephesians three three. Ah, how was it made known to him? Are you seeing that? How was it made known to him? When you are praying, you always have to believe God. Don't be praying for money, okay? It's not, it's, just, it's not a wise thing to do. It's not a wise thing to do. If you get privileged to talk to God, why are you going to talk about money? Talk about important things. Because there are some things, once you do them, money will run after you. So, always learn how to pray that God let the veil be taken off. That I might know, that I might see Jesus more. He said, How that by revelation? Can I take the little bit about revelation? This whole thing works based on revelation. Galatians chapter 1, verse 12. Galatians chapter 1, verse 16. Galatians chapter 2, verse 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Revelation chapter one verse one. So Galatians. Galatians one twelve. Let's read it. He said these things I'm talking about, it wasn't man who taught me. Because I told you some things cannot be taught. They are only caught. No man can teach you Christ. Christ must be revealed. That's why Jesus told Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my Father in heaven... 16. let's read it together <laughs> I'll come back to this this is where I'm supposed to be ending I'm coming this is a very powerful thing so I'll come back to it but just yes, let's go and have some fun and come back Galatians chapter 2 verse 2. It says, I went up by revelation. I went up by revelation. Paul was a man full of revelations. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1. Wow, that's a powerful one. said, I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. This man was a man who was always operating in revelations. Revelations chapter 1 verse 1. The revelation, oh wow. The revelation of Jesus Christ. May you have the revelation of Jesus Christ. May you have the revelation of Jesus Christ. That Christ will be revealed to us. Yes. Paul said, This scripture is so powerful that I might know him. Whatever was gained to me, I count as dank that I might know him. Philippians 3. Hallelujah. So, revelation is so important. So, back to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 3, he said, How that by revelation he made known to me the mystery. How that by revelation he made known to me the mystery. (coughs) The mystery. We have been talking about the mystery all along. And how do you know the mystery? It's by revelation. What's revelation? When something is unveiled. The veil is is there, but you never notice it until the veil is removed. Usually when you buy a new car, depending on the showroom, Sometimes, or when they are they are outdooring a new model, they put this big cover on the car, and then when it's time for us to see the car, they pull it, then it slides off, oh, it's like you know, um, that silkish nightgown it' slides off, <laughs> so. So you understand how unveiling is? A veil has been. That's revelation. Revelation. How he made known to me by revelation. The mystery. So the mystery has always been hidden in God. The mystery has always been kept from people. But Christ comes. And then when you come into Christ, it can be owned. Revealed to you, verse four. By which, when you read, you understand my my. You may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Say the mystery of Christ. Mystery of Christ. The next verse, which in other ages was not made known to sons. It wasn't. But as it has now, as it has now been revealed, so it takes the spirit to reveal. It's something is revealed. It has been kept hidden. This whole thing about church it's not everybody who can know it. Wow. wow. That's why the world always gets us wrong. They never understand what we do. They don't care. And so now, especially in like a place like UK and Europe, and it's getting to America too, especially Europe the usefulness of the church is just being nice so community projects community projects when people are in trouble we try to help them and that's all that's all so now the church has become so worldly they are now operating by the standard of the world what the world expects the church to be so it's a help center help center if you build if you want to build a building in somewhere in UK the council will ask you, how is this going to serve for the community? If you are going to build a church building, they want to make. sure Then they say that the church building is only used on maybe Sundays and once a week. The whole rest of the time, so now many churches have turned it into nursery and crèche. Yes. Is it wrong? Is it wrong? It's maybe not. But I will not. I will not open a place where we used for. And every time, there be, there be prayer always going on. Yes every day every time people will be coming to pray people will be coming to me that's what the church is supposed to be but most of the big churches with their like established churches they have lost their christ-centeredness so it's not more about god's activities and the definition of god's activities how nice you are to people community let's do community so it's always about community projects community project. That in itself is not bad, but it's not our calling. He yeah. wow. said, so bless me so much. He said, the church, the job of the church is to build the church. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the job of the church is to build it. That's our job. Our job is to build the church. Our job is not to do other things. Wow. That's our job, to build the church. So if we are doing every other thing without building the church, we are failing. If we build the church without doing other things, we are not failing. It's okay. If we get a chance, we will do anything that can help us. That's fine. But that's not our assignment. Jesus came to redeem people to bring them into the church. So when the church, if you're part of the church, the church's job is to look for the people Jesus is trying to redeem and save the lost. So when he said, do the work, do the work, it's about saving the lost and getting more people redeemed for them to be part of the church. So then the church becomes a house that keeps, keeps growing, 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 growing. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to this message. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube and visit www.carris.org for videos and upcoming events. Remember, be a doer of the word and not just a hearer.